A very good Monday. Welcome to today's edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. In addition to feature agricultural news reports, I'll bring you national and regional agricultural news headlines. And I'll start with regional ag news right after this. This segment is sponsored by Bee Hero, the leading almond pollination provider. Don't leave pollination to chance. Be sure, be precise, be hero. Call Charlie Phillips, VP Sales at 559-467-9699. Be hero, superior bees, superior pollination. The California Department of Food and Agriculture is announcing vacancies on a certified farmers market advisory committee. The committee advises the CDFA secretary on all matters pertaining to the direct marketing program, including legislation, regulations, enforcement, and administrative policies and procedures pertaining to the direct marketing of California-grown agricultural products at certified farmers markets. California currently has more than 2,700 certified agricultural producers participating in approximately 650 certified farmers markets within the state. The current vacancies include a producer or representative of agriculture organization that represents producers, alternate producer or organization that represents producers, alternate CFM operator or representative of operator, and county agricultural commissioner alternate. The term of the office for committee members is two years. While members do not receive compensation, they are entitled to payment and necessary traveling expenses in accordance with the rules of the California Department of Human Resources. Interested individuals, can go to the California Department of Food and Agriculture website for applications and information. In addition to that committee, the California Department of Food and Agriculture is announcing one vacancy on the Citrus Pest and Disease Prevention Committee. The committee advises the CDFA Secretary on activities associated with the statewide citrus-specific pest and disease work plan that includes, but is not limited to, outreach and education programs and programs for surveying, detecting, analyzing, and treating pests and diseases specific to citrus. The members receive no compensation, but are entitled to payment and necessary travel expenses in accordance with the rules of the Department of Personnel Administration. The committee member vacancy exists for one grower representative from Fresno County, and the member term expires September 30th of 2024. Applicants should have an interest in agriculture and pest disease and prevention. Individuals interested in being considered for a committee appointment should send a brief resume by March 10th to the California Department of Food and Agriculture. You can find out more on the CDFA website. Cold weather in California comes at the worst possible time for the state's almond farmers. These low temperatures are inhibiting bees from pollinating almonds, which delays the flowering season. If there are no bees, you will not have any almonds. It really is that easy, according to former president of the Sacramento Area Beekeepers Association. Bees will typically stay inside their hives during rainy weather. Bees won't leave their colony if the temperature is below 50 degrees and rain and wetness might be lethal. And that will lead to fewer bees that will be collecting nectar and pollinating pollinating flowers. According to Mel Machado, a representative for Blue Diamond Growers, almonds are the first crop that bees see coming out of the winter season. For them to have a crop, the bees must pollinate crops. The bloom is also necessary for beekeepers since it helps to fortify their hives and get them ready for the remainder of the year. The two-week flowering period is all that it has. Most orchards are either at or very close to their peak blooming season. The procedure can be halted by cold weather. Less bee activity means less pollination, which could lead to lower yields, according to Machado. 
Echo Farms, a grower, packer, shipper of avocados, organic citrus, and organic dragon fruit, has recently expanded its operational capacity and continues to increase its market presence throughout the U.S. and Canada. They have upgraded their packing line at their Temecula, California headquarters to triple efficiency to run more fruit and do so at a much quicker pace, according to Gal Crane, Echo Farms' sales director. He says they've also doubled their bagging capacity to meet the growing demand for organic and non-organic avocados and organic citrus. Additionally, Crane noted that Echo Farms has expanded its ripening facilities in Temecula and added new partners in the U.S. and Canada to offer more regional ripening services. The company is currently ripening and distributing from six ripening centers with plans to expand further in 2023. Ripening has become an essential part of an avocado marketer supply program, according to Crane. They ripen throughout the U.S. and Canada and continue to see the importance of having ripe fruit close to their retail and food service partners distribution centers. He says to expand some increased ripening capabilities from Echo Farms and Oppie in the coming years as avocado supply and consumption continues to grow. Crane noted that Echo Farms also has been increasing its retail penetration throughout North America. They continue to grow their market presence with retailers across the U.S. and Canada with the Oppie organization, he said, referring to Echo Farms' partnership with Oppenheimer, which took a 65% stake in a company in 2020. They've expanded Echo Farms' avocados into many retail retail accounts in which Oppie is already selling non-avocado products and had not previously sold avocados to. Founded in 1972, Echo Farms was the first company in the U.S. to grow and market organic avocados long before the organic industry was the established sector it is today. The company currently offers organic avocados as well as conventional ones from California, Mexico, Colombia, and Peru. They also see retailers promoting organic avocados at a very strong pace these last few months. They continue to see strong demand for organic avocados, particularly in bags, according to Crane. In the first half of 2022, avocado prices soared, which he said was a result of a lower than normal Mexican crop. While the high prices were good for growers, he said they were high for the market and drove up prices to consumers to unsubstantial levels. In Q3 and Q4 of 2022 and so far in 2023, they are seeing much more normal prices. He said while labor, water, and transportation costs have all increased, Echo Farms has been able to mitigate any negative impact of these factors with its strong partnerships. He says they have incredible grower and retail partners and have worked around these external challenges to keep product moving and demand brisk. Realty Income Corporation, a monthly dividend company, and Plenty Unlimited Incorporated have announced that they've entered into a strategic real estate alliance to support the development of Plenty's indoor vertical farms. Under the terms of the agreement, Realty Income will acquire and provide development funding for properties that will house Plenty's indoor farms. These properties will be leased to Plenty under long-term net leases. The agreement provides for up to $1 billion of development opportunities. As the initial transaction of the alliance, Realty Income has agreed to to acquire the land and provide development funding for the first farm of Plenty's indoor vertical farm campus near Richmond, Virginia, which was announced last year. Plenty expects the future multi-farm campus to deliver more than 20 million pounds of produce across multiple crops annually. The first farm will be developed on a campus and will grow strawberries with the Plenty partner Driscoll's and initially serve the Northeast market. Plenty already supplies leading grocers on the West Coast and will further expand its California footprint to include Walmart, which is also an equity investor in the company when it launches its Compton farm in Los Angeles. Soil and Crop Incorporated is your number one resource for sustainable nutrition. Growers are faced with difficult challenges and Soil and Crop Inc. has the experience, fertilizer, and biological portfolio 
to dramatically increase yield and performance in your troubled orchards and fields. Contact Soil and Crop Incorporated today for a free consultation on how we can help reverse the challenges you face as a conventional or organic grower so you can increase your bottom line and become a better sustainable farmer. Contact us today at 559-564-1236 or visit our website at www.callnrg.com. Soil and Crop, putting nature to work for you. California's Department of Pesticide Regulation is now allowing BASF's Sevia fungicide to be used on strawberries in the state. Sevia is a newer fungicide introduced recently for growers in California last year. For those that are regular listeners of the show, you'll know that we don't often cover specific chemical products in our segments. However, Sevia happens to be the first new fungicidal product in FRAT Group 3 in over two decades and is a brand new tool in the toolbox for the industry. An advancement for the industry as substantial as this does deserve some recognition. Kevin Caffrey, a technical field representative with BASF covering the southern San Joaquin Valley, explained the significance of the new chemistry. I can tell you it's really, it's, it's been the first in a lot of things, not just this segment. So uh, very exciting chemistry for BASF, active methium trifluconazole. So as was mentioned, it was a FRAC3 chemistry, which... You know, lots of people questioned us originally when we were developing this product saying, just like you mentioned, there's a lot of frac threes. I mean, it's, they've been around for 30 years. I believe the first one was in the seventies, uh, but it's an incredibly important frac group for the entire industry, um, really across the entire ag industry. And really what we saw in the global context was a lot of pressure on the frac threes, um, a lot of different pressure, whether that's regulatory resistance, a number of different elements that were potentially limiting that class in the future. And BASF being a global corporation, um, looking at the global aspects, said, you know what? We need to rehash this chemistry. We need to bring up, bring something new to the industry. And that's what Sevia is. The newest, the best frac three in the, in the marketplace, um, really bringing the sustainability message, keeping the, it's going to stick around the registration message whilst keeping strong, re, strong efficacy, um, which is really what our growers need. They want a product that works and they can trust. And that's what Sevia is bringing to California. Good for specialty crop growers in the state. The chemistry covers multiple bases for diseases in multiple crops. Specifically for California, um, we received our first set of registration. It would have been very late 21, I believe, which, of course, is not usable until 22. Um, but we focused on the biggies, tree nuts, grapes, pome and stone. So that was the first set of registrations. But even during that process, we've already expanded that list. Um, we have fruiting veg, we have cucurbits, we have root and tuber, which is carrots primarily. And even on top of that, just recently this year, we've added strawberries. Um, and we have a whole nother set of registrations going in. So we're continuing to expand this product um, because what we want is a product that can be used across different commodities by growers in different situations um, to really help out all of their programs. As usual, even with a newer product in a frat group, it's important to apply in conjunction with other methods of pest management to create an integrated program, Caffrey recognizes. This is the only way forward for the ag industry. Integrating your cultural practices, integrating your varietal selection, all of that. And then when you're choosing your fungicide program, mixing up those frat groups, um, that's a big reason why we chose to have, have Sevi as a solo frat three. Um, the reason for that is it's easier rotation, especially with other products like our own Maravon, let's say in tree nuts or pristine and grapes. Um, you, you can do multiple products with completely different frack groups as you move forward. 
Um, the other piece is mixability. Um, it's important to make sure these crop these products are safe on the crop, but also can mix with other common foliar products, whether that's nutrients, adjuvants, other fungicides, insecticides. So that's another important thing with Sevy that we focused on is usability, um, making it as user friendly as possible. So when a, a grower has a ton of things to focus on, and when you start limiting their options when they're going to spray, it makes it tougher. So we tried to make this as easy as possible for them. Um, the other benefit with Sevy is it's so efficacious is there's a lot of situations, a lot of crops that most people would tell you, well, frac threes, they're a rotational product. You put them early, they don't do much. That's not Sevia. It can fit in entire different areas with a program, which in turn is helping those growers out because now they have another frac group that's effective in some of the places that some of the older products just weren't holding anymore. Important to note is that the chemistry was specifically designed to sustain regulatory hurdles that the industry experiences with pesticides. The structure helps it to stay ahead of disease resistance. This product was made, it was designed to fit some of the global landscape and certainly the local landscape, uh, the, regu the regulatory challenges that we're facing with all of our products. Um, so one of the things we did when we were designing it was, how could we design it in such a way that it reduces certain environmental tox toxicity issues that some other products may have in the same class? So we literally in invented the molecule and shaped it in a certain way so we kept the efficacy and reduce some of the constraints that other products had. Um, so it was designed specifically for that. We also have been the first DM DMI to ever go through EPA with a reduced risk, meaning that essentially EPA recognized that, hey, this new chemistry has lower levels of risk than the current portfolio within that group. All right, let's fast track it. We need to get this one through. Um, so we've been able to really focus on the registration piece. And again, that's not just US, that's not just California, that's globally. Uh, which has certainly supported our export markets in the U.S. when it comes to exporting fruit, exporting grapes, exporting wine. Um, we really focus on a global launch. So a lot of other countries are using this product, making some of the export issues that certain products, when they come to market, you have to might, might wait three or four years to actually use it. In most cases, Savvy is able to be able to use first year in most commodities. And that's because of the global launch. And that's because of our focus on Let's make this as user-friendly as possible and support our growers and what they need to do, which is be able to use a product effectively and efficiently within their program. You're listening to My Ag Life. I'm Taylor Charlstrom. Bee Hero is the leading almond pollination provider. We deliver measurable and verifiable pollination outcomes for almond growers and turn a previously unquantified fingers crossed gamble into a controllable expenditure. For the first time, Growers can know exactly what they are getting for their money during pollination. Bee Hero accurately evaluates your bees' pollination contribution in real time and gives you unprecedented visibility into the progress of bloom. Don't leave pollination to chance. Be sure. Be precise. Be Hero. Call Charlie Phillips, VP of Sales at 559-467-9699. Be Hero. Superior bees. Superior pollination. 
The State of Organic Produce 2022 was released by the Organic Produce Network. The 72-page report provides an overall view of organic produce retail performance in 2022, as well as specific insights into the top 20 organic produce categories. While total organic produce sales increased by 3% and volume decreased by 3.7% year-over-year, the performance of the top 20 categories was quite variable as inflation and other pressures created a dynamic market environment. The best performers in terms of year-over-year sales increases were onions, followed by cucumbers, then potatoes, and the worst performers were lettuce, celery, and bell peppers. On the volume side, the best performing organic commodities year-over-year were grapes, herbs and spices, and cucumbers, while the weakest were lettuce, avocados, and apples. Food giant Dole says it recently was hit by a cyber attack that was determined to be ransomware. Industrial Cyber says the attack disrupted the company's operations and resulted in a temporary shutdown of production plants. It temporarily halted the company's food shipments to stores. A company news release says upon learning of the incident, Dole moved quickly to contain the threat and engaged leading third-party cybersecurity experts who have been working with Dole's internal teams to secure the company's systems. An internal memo on February 10th told employees an internal memo told employees that Dole Food Company is in the midst of a cyber attack and has subsequently shut down their systems throughout North America. Two grocery stores in Texas and Mexico contacted by CNN said they had not been able to stock Dole salad kits on their shelves for days. Dole did not go into detail about the ransomware hackers attack methods but did say the company contacted law enforcement. The Farm Bill funding squeeze is worse than many expected on the heels of a recent Congressional Budget Office estimate of SNAP spending over the next 10 years. The CBO had already pegged USA's 10-year SNAP spending hike at a quarter of a trillion dollars, setting off alarm bells for Farm Bill riders. Then CBO upped its projection based on USA's administrative power to further update SNAP benefits under the thrifty food plan food basket. Iowa Senator Joni Ernst. A lot of us are very shocked at the CBO score that came out, and the CBO had raised its cost estimate for SNAP by $93 billion over the next 10 years. The survey shows consumers expect a 15% increase in grocery spending this year. Meanwhile, 56% of consumers plan to spend more on groceries this year, while 9% plan to spend less. Consumer side inflation, an increased tendency to eat at home, larger household sizes, and dietary changes as reasons for spending changes. KMPG Research also finds 38% of consumers plan to pay more for restaurant meals this year, a 2% increase from last year. However, 35% of consumers say they plan to spend been less on purchases made online this year, yet nearly half of the respondents reported an average increase in household income of 15%. I'm Lori Boyer reporting. Discussions continue on the economic opportunities that could come from participation in climate smart commodity programs and markets. USA Ag News reporter Rod Bain. How could climate smart commodities create value and economic opportunities? Among the opinions offered during a plenary panel session on the subject at this year's USDA Agricultural Outlook Forum. One of the reasons these climate smart commodity projects are so important is they are being innovative in creating new tools and new markets that will allow for diversification. It's a game changer. We think that makes a very strong market for someone to be able to say, okay, here is where my soil is today. This is how good it can get. Now, as I implement these practices, what are those changes and what do they mean to the 
market. John Piotti of the American Farmland Trust and Christine Morgan of the Soil Health Institute, respectively. Their organizations are among those participating in USDA Partnership for Climate Smart Commodities pilot programs designed to expand markets and revenue streams across all sectors of agriculture. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. Sponsored by the California Walnut Board and Commission. Supporting the industry with on-farm innovation through production research, advocacy for government programs, and driving consumer demand. Doing more together. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcasts, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate and influence growers in the western united states everywhere you go you see west coast nut magazine on every one of my customers tables so that tells you everything that's that it's there so they're reading our my ag life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing Team, thank you for listening. (laughs) 